0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. We are so excited you're here and listening. We are pumped because uh, don't mind Mac just scrolling Instagram, I'm pretty sure, over there.
1: No, I'm not. I-,
0: I thought I heard the stories. If you've been listening for a while, you know that Mac and I have major beef about her zoning out while I'm talking on the podcast. So I'm really sensitive to it. So there you go. But I'm so glad you're back. We are just doing like a little four episode for the girl who series. And today we are talking to the girl or for the girl who's struggling with discipline in her life. And I'm excited to talk about it. I think it's really real. We actually did a little Q&A on our Instagram to see like what everybody needed or was interested in talking about. And like multiple people were like, oh my gosh, summertime, it's just like so hard to stick with the schedule and be disciplined and get out of bed or turn off the TV or whatnot. That's so real. So I'm excited to give our best advice and share a little personal insight into it all. You probably heard that Mac has a really stuffy nose over there. She just <laughs> not like snorted.
1: So I really have I hope to survive. In order to survive this episode, I'm going to have, you're going to have to hear me sniffle. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We love it. It's I, fun. as to say, I'm about to go out of town for a week. So this is our last possible chance to get a podcast episode in. And, you know, for you guys, we will do it. We will do it. In sickness <laughs> yeah. and in health, we are dedicated Honestly, to the For the Girl family. That says a lot because Mac is
0: Mac is kind of low-key a quitter. Like, she's kind of. No, that's like, just not- That's not- so mean. <laughs> That is so me. Okay, 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 that came off a of way worse than okay. I like you're totally the type of girl though. If it's if you're not into it or like you're n- you're not wanting to do it, you just will just be like, "No, I'm not doing it." And, and I will always will
1: stretch myself to make everything happen. Max like, "Nah, I'm done." Well, podcasting <laughs> is so everything we do in for the girl is so, you know, you just want to be in the right heart space and head space. And sometimes kids will want to force me to do something when I'm not in the right (laughs) mental space to do it. And I'm like, nope, sorry. Let's not do that today. (laughs) Because I want to be in the right
0: headspace for it. No, that is your intention. That's really good. I know. I need to learn how to not just like suck it up and push there. I'm like, I got this. (laughs) Come
1: Come on. (laughs) That's
0: a good thing. It's a good thing. There's good sides to both of them, you know. Okay, so um, we're going to just start off this episode with a little life update highs lows best and worst times of our week so mac was pretty pumped to share her yeah. so let's i've let her go saved
1: first. something and you guys can't see my props but i haven't told ken's about this yet but this is the best thing that happened to me so i just got back from a cruise this past week and had all these packages a lot of them were like amazon packages random things that i've ordered but i opened this one package and i got this handwritten letter Plus a t shirt. So yes. what let me just read you this letter. Okay, are you what? ready for this? <laughs> are <laughs> you ready? She's literally showing me it on the camera. Though. A handwritten letter. Like beautifully handwritten. Okay, are you ready for this? I'm says, not ready. Hi Max. So my friends and I love y'all's podcast and just may have heard these past two episodes where you talk about your love for small towns. Since oh. then everyone has been saying send her a shirt she'd love it so here you go girl okay now let me show you the shirt and this then is... i'll get back to the letter in a second but
0: okay here's the shirt how did they find your address I don't know. oh
1: it says small town Small town Small town
0: okay, okay.
1: okay. So it's a t-shirt that says small town. And it says, about a year ago, mid-college, God really put the love of small towns and the small town life on my heart. Can we agree that there's just nothing like living in a small town? <laughs> From the local grocery stores where you will walk into someone you know to the Friday Night Lights home football games where the whole town comes out to support. Oh, and we can't forget the town's carnival where you eat deep fried Oreos <laughs> and cake forgotten. while sitting in a lawn chair listening to a local band play live. There's just nothing like the small town life. So wear your small town shirt all loud and proud. I hope you love it. From one small town girl to another. Thank you, Janae. Janae W., who is the founder and owner of Small Towned. If you'd like to check out it for yourself, oh, their website awesome. website is www.smalltowned.com. So and their Instagram she is, is, really is small.towned. Yes. So is. The greatest thing ever. I was like, I was so excited. The shirt is so soft and awesome, but mostly I was so excited to be like, wow, I can't tell, wait to tell ken's that I'm not the (laughs) only one.
0: Did you freak out when that came in the mail?
1: Yeah, I I really did. I was like, I'm saving this for the podcast. This is too
0: amazing. That is really cute. And I'm just loving that she reached out and sent a
1: letter. So thank you, Janae. That was like the most amazing thing. Of my life, I love that. Sweet, cannot wait to wear my shirt. And guys, I just love it. I don't know how you got my address. Maybe (laughs) you gave her my address. I'm just not sure. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, that's funny. You probably did. You probably just didn't know. That came at some good timing because you know what I. You know what I gotta say. What? So I'm currently in Florida. We're visiting our home. Your new small town life. Yeah, my new small town life and. The low, okay. This really isn't a low. It's not a low, but it's just getting hard to process moving away from Nashville, like in the sense of the town. You know, Nashville, you, Nashville is like has food around the corner, friends everywhere you go, things to do, people to see, action oriented. And I've been here and we're like, me and both Josh and I are like, oh man, like we've, there's no, there's no food. It, I mean, okay. This is a funny thing. It's a smaller town than your town because there truly isn't like food or places to go or things to do. And it's going to be a whole new change for us. Wow. So wow. I needed that to be reminded of the magic, the realness and yeah, the the magic in a small town and slow living and like, it's going to be good. And it really is such a sweet place to raise kids. and start fresh. So
1: let's talk about but the yeah. fact that the hipsters are trying to claim small towns by calling it slow living.
0: Can we talk about that? <laughs> oh, no, I don't know this, so I can't talk about it.
1: I think you just I think you just fell into it. So well, because it is. Uh, OK, but who has ever called it slow living until the hipsters? OK, you know, what is
0: this I really don't know this is this like a new trendy thing or something yeah that's what they said.
1: you apparently are into because you use the terminology
0: (laughs) well it is it's like literally like there's in this small town that I'm in at least there's nothing to do but like walk on the beach cook at home and see the other 200 population
1: I think you'll quickly figure out there are restaurants they're just not like cool trendy cute they're like mom and pop like Local places that you would typically look past and never go to. But then once you start going, you discover, oh, the food's actually really good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: We need to try more out. But it's yeah. been like bus after bus, to be honest. Like, we've gone out to eat every time, every night here. And it's like, ooh, <laughs> not good. What's sort of that? Not good. Haven't? I mean, like sushi one night. Well, it's it's sushi. Like, okay. Yeah. Like a sushi restaurant's never Does Nashville even bad. have good sushi? There's like one place. No. See. Oh, well, and actually the sushi part itself, like if I got it to go and it tasted pretty good because it's like fresh fish, you know, we're, we're yeah. by the ocean now. But the vibes, yeah, not 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 good. And then like we got. I don't know. What else have we gotten to? The just vibes the are
1: just not going to be good. You have to yeah, you have uh, to understand gonna... <laughs> that, you know, yeah. <laughs> the vibes are not going to be ever. Okay, yeah. but then that leads me to my
0: high with just the one cool vibe I found here. Okay, and that is this market. There's like an outdoor market like for your yogurt. vibe. Do they have your yogurt? yeah? <laughs> they've got they've got raw dairy. You know, that's my vibe. Don't hate anybody. I'm not gonna die, but. They've got raw milk, they've got raw yogurt, they've got the best mangoes that I've ever tasted on this planet Earth, the best strawberries. I mean, actually, I have currently, I'm chomping on a little plate of stuff that I got from there. And it's right now I'm looking at a sliced mango, little cherry tomatoes, cucumber, and then this is the kicker. I got some raw shrimp and cocktail sauce that's my
1: lunch (laughs) that's what i'm literally eating she's just claiming the slow living lifestyle over there yeah okay yeah slow living speaking of i i hope all of you guys saw on our instagram the other day where we put up a poll of who is the more hipster couple kent and josh or myself and tyler and the votes were pretty unanimous that it was one hundred percent Kent and Josh, and they have been trying to tell Tyler and I that we are the hipster couple, <laughs> and they're in denial, and it just backed no. me up. Okay,
0: but we got some more clarity that you're the more trendy.
1: Wait, what did they call they us? Youth trendy Ther- Yeah, trendy youth pastor vibes. That is great. We'll leave that Which to you. Which is hilarious. Oh my goodness. Okay. We're here for
0: that. And then, okay, yeah. Ours is like, I, people really remembered my camper era. Like people Crazy. were like holding onto that. So I guess mine's
1: more of like the grunge. Hipsters. Well, yeah. and everybody was saying Josh is hipster, especially. The mustache. Which yeah. is so funny because I think Josh is the most in denial that he's hipster.
0: <laughs> yeah, he totally. He like hates it for some reason. Yeah,
1: but everybody was like, it's Josh's style. It's Josh's mustache. <laughs> it's Josh's. <laughs> oh, my tacos are here. Rose is freaking out. Okay. So- tacos have been secured. I got the tacos. <laughs> Rosie about lost her mind, but... Uh, Okay, Josh is a hipster. That's decided
0: upon. (laughs) That's decided upon. And, okay, do you have a low of the week before we close out this
1: intro? Yes, in true kids' fashion, my low of the week is that I'm sick. (laughs) I'm sick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to Young Life camp in, seriously, like 36 hours, and... I acquired a very bad cold. It's Acquired? It's, yeah, somewhere. Probably on my cruise. Just uh, a big word. Just
0: a big word. I
1: acquired a cold and it's been brutal, but I'm surviving. I'm making it through. My <laughs> other high of the week is that I finished designing the book and it's going to the printer.
0: Oh, baby. Yeah, we have a new ASAP. study coming out. You guys know it's going to be good. I really feel like we're keeping this one a secret, so we'll just leave it at that. I'm proud of um, us. I'm actually proud of us. Yeah, I know. Good job. Okay. Well, we're really excited to get into this episode. It is going to be an amazing one. Before we do, we'll be sure to put Rosie MacDog away because she is mouth being reckless. Okay. We are so excited to talk to the girl who is struggling with discipline. We want to bring some personal insight into this episode, so we're excited for that. But we wanted to start by saying we totally get it. Oh, my gosh. Discipline and balancing everything in life is hard. I feel like it's a never-ending battle, whether that has to do with your time with Jesus and staying on top of it or even just getting out of bed in the morning. Turning off the TV and going to bed, balancing friendships, working out, eating healthy, all the things that we try to accomplish and do in such little times. And um, and especially over summer, I feel like when life is crazy and there's less rhythm, um, this gets even more frustrating. And so hopefully we can speak into all of these areas. We first wanted to start off by talking about discipline when it comes to your time with the Lord, um, your quiet time. It's funny because I do feel like Mac and I have had this conversation like a thousand and a half times over the podcast. It's something we're really passionate about, of course. As you know, we write Bible studies to make your quiet time really awesome and fun and exciting. And that's like a huge reason why we even started writing short format Bible studies is because quiet time was hard and getting mundane and and boring and all of the things. And so we are like, okay, if we can create studies that gets girls excited to wake up in the morning, this would be like so good and so healthy. And so yeah, time with Jesus though can often be the hardest thing. Before this episode, I was like, Mac, I want you to talk about this because you are like, (laughs) I think she's better at this than me, but she doesn't necessarily think so. (laughs) Okay. So how do you do it, Mac?
1: What do you do? Oh well, wow wow wow. Big question. Well, I would say I have to just start off this podcast by beginning with my own personal beef with the word discipline. <laughs> because sometimes I I feel like anytime I hear the word discipline, especially from like a Christian circle where a pastor or anybody is saying like you need to be disciplined, you need to be disciplined, it reminds me of the workout culture, you know, where it's like discipline, wake up at 5am, go to the gym, even if it hurts, do the thing. And I think sometimes like when I hear that, I just I feel like I start to sweat almost and I'm like, wait, how do I this is so scary. This is nerve wracking. Like, what if I can't do this? And I think that there is obviously such beauty in discipline. Discipline is this opportunity where if we can, if we can really begin to almost I don't know, even get ourselves to love whatever it is that we're doing, that is when discipline turns into something that it's almost like it turns into the light. There's actually this tool that I've known for the longest time. It's called the Discipleship Square. And it talks about Any time that we have something in our life, maybe it's something in our life that like we sense Jesus calling us deeper into, it always starts with that place of desire. I want to spend time with Jesus in the morning, or I want to start going to church more, or I want to grow my prayer life, whatever it is, it always starts with the desire. And then right after the desire often comes despair. Because it gets hard and it gets difficult and you're like, oh my goodness, how do I do this? What do I do? What do I do? And what often happens is people get a desire, they fall into despair, and then you just hit the eject button on it. And you hit the eject button and you find something else to get excited about, to press into and make a new routine. And that just happens over and over and over again. Desire, despair, desire, despair. But in order to round the corner from despair... Uh, and actually continue to make this something where it can become a part of your life, what it takes is discipline. And that's the hardest corner to round. It's so hard to go from despair to discipline. But I think for me, realizing that the things in my life that are going to matter and be really important in my life, they're not always going to be easy. And oftentimes the things that matter the most are marked by despair. They're marked by how difficult they are. And so it takes my realization of, okay, I need to do this even when it's hard. And once you can kind of, enter into this phase of discipline, what's on the other side of discipline is delight. So it is when it becomes a joy, it becomes an honor, it becomes fun. You don't even have to think about it because it's something that you've disciplined your heart and your mind to do, and now you get to enter into this beautiful place of freedom where it is a delight. And so Mm. I don't know if you guys can picture that, but (laughs) going from desire to despair to discipline to delight And for me, I will just say, like, when I first started reading the Bible, when I first started trying to have a quiet time, there was so much despair involved because I was like, this Bible is confusing. There's so many other ways that I could be spending my mornings. There are so many other things that I could be doing right now. And I heard pastors or different people talk about this, this idea of discipline, like you just got to do it. You just got to do it. And that felt like a lot of guilt and shame, like, oh my goodness, but what if I can't do it? Does that mean I'm not disciplined enough? Does that mean I'm not good enough? Does that mean I don't love God enough? And I think for me, I realized that my version of discipline is never going to look like somebody else's version of discipline. And I think that was one thing I really had to release was What discipline looks like for Kins is not what discipline looks like for me. It's very personal between you and the Lord. It's very personal between what you know you need. And it doesn't mean it's not difficult, but it's extremely personal to you and what God might be calling you into. And so I just had to learn, okay, what does this look like for me? Because I don't want my time with the Lord to look like anybody else's. I want it to be this personal, beautiful thing between me and Jesus. And so the moment I wake up, like I'm like stay in my pajamas i don't do anything but brush my teeth and then i go downstairs i make a pot of coffee i love my coffee with sweet things in it i'm not about the life of hating my coffee (laughs) not disciplined when it comes to no creamer let me tell you (laughs) i love a sweet coffee in the mornings i put my little creamer in my coffee i sit down i stay cozy and that's when i have my time with jesus And it's something that I look forward to every morning because I know that there's no hard, strict rules to it. It's very free. It's very exciting for me. And so every day, how I spend that time looks different. Sometimes I'm immediately opening up the word of God and digging into scripture. Sometimes I'm just sitting and putting worship music on and staring at the wall. Sometimes Tyler joins me for that time and we'll talk through something together Sometimes it's literally just me like journaling. It's literally me just asking God questions. It looks so different every single morning. But I think for me, when discipline really started to work was when I was able to create a routine that gave me delight, that brought me joy, and that made me look forward to it. Because now it's so rhythmic for me. I will not start my morning without it. It just happens like clockwork every single morning. And so I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of what that looked like for me.
0: Yeah, I really do think that is the key to love that time with Jesus and making it really personal and fun for you. Like your signature coffee and cream is your thing and it's what helps you just get out of your bed and love it. So maybe for whoever's listening, maybe it's something like that. Maybe it genuinely is a good little latte or (laughs) maybe for you, it's a cozy space and you need to make it cozy. I follow a sweet gal on Instagram who has her prayer time in her closet and it looks like the coolest thing ever. Her closet has like post-its all over. She's got a lot of journals. She's got everything she needs, blankets, pillows. And I feel like she probably gets up in the morning, like so excited to head to that room. So maybe for you, it's a space or maybe for you, it's what you're actually going through. Maybe your time with Jesus has felt like a little bit dull right now because what you're going through just isn't giving you life. Maybe you're just reading a book of the Bible and you're just really not understanding it and you find yourself slowly stopping Stop being reading it all altogether. I know I found myself in seasons like that. and and that's when you need to change it up. That's when you need to get a brand new study or something that's going to help you like get excited to open up the word again. Or maybe for you, you've been going like too much into the Bible studies. And maybe you're gone from Bible study to Bible study to Bible study, and it's getting a little bit exhausting or, Maybe, um, just really heady and you feel like your your heart's disconnected. and maybe for you, you just need to take some time or a little season just to sit in prayer or maybe read something different or a short format devotional, change it up and make it personal to you. I think that is a key to becoming more disciplined. I said before this that Max a little bit better at it than me right now, and I feel like she kind of is in this season. And I'll explain why, and hopefully it speaks to somebody like, This whole last year for me, you've heard me talk about it before, but I've had some health stuff that have made it hard to get out of bed in the morning. And then, of course, now I'm pregnant and that's hard and just some just like literally physical stuff that makes it hard to like have my time with Jesus in the morning. And I was really frustrated at first and had like a lot of guilt around it. And it wasn't until I learned to give myself grace in that and took my quiet time, not from just like this morning 30-minute routine, but into my day and finding time to pray and finding time to go on a walk or listen to a worship song or pray with my husband or something different and giving myself grace there was really, really important. And so for any of you, you might need to give yourself grace there too. And then I think second to that though, is never losing a hunger though for the day you can get back to it. <laughs> Whenever my heart grows like, oh, complacent about it. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Just don't have quiet time like I used to. And that's fine. I pray sometimes. If I grow complacent or numb towards it, I think that's when it probably becomes a little bit of a, of a problem or something I should mm-hmm. pay more attention to. But if you still can be in touch with that hunger, that longing to be like, oh gosh, Mac was saying that desire that like you, you want that still. Like, I think that's a really important. And so tuning into that, if I really do think it's like that longing or missing your time with Jesus that will bring you back to it when the time is right. So tune into your heart there, give yourself grace, make it fun, and hopefully. All those things really do <laughs> help. The second little area we wanted to address is just balancing life. So we talked about being disciplined in your quiet time with Jesus. The second area that I know a lot of us young women probably struggle with or get frustrated in is just balancing everything that's on your plate. For Mac and I, that often is quite a quite a lot. We'll share like a little inside scoop. So, you know, over here at For the Girl, we are doing – all our for the girl things. And it's probably <laughs> more than you guys realize sometimes, We're finding time to to write, which is which is hard. You have to be in the right mindset and headspace to be able to do that. And all the things, you know, we're also trying to have quiet time. We also have the delight ministries. This is another ministry that we do and work a lot on. We are trying to be wives, trying to lead. And do ministry outside of things, trying to be good friends and daughters and all the things similar to what you guys are going through. And yeah, I think at the same time, we have longings. We're like, oh, we got to be like eating healthy and we got to take care of our bodies and we can't just throw everything out the window. And so we want to say, first of all, we're in it with you. Actually, right now I'm in a really busy season. Probably one of the busiest times I've been in. I'm obviously, I'm about to have a baby. We're renovating a new house in Florida and we're making that move. We're also renovating and fixing up our house in Nashville, just trying to get our lives together before everything happens and then working and doing everything at the same time. And so this reality of balancing things has become really, really real for me. And I wanted to share like some tips that have been helpful, things I've talked to friends about too, and they're overwhelmed because this is such a regular thing. Number one, um, planning ahead and planning things out. I think Mac is pretty good at this too. This is really practical. We're really getting into the practical <laughs> now. But truthfully, on Sunday afternoon, which is often like a Sabbath and a rest day, which is also a really p- important part of discipline, that rest day or even just a few hours on a Sunday will really fuel the rest of your week. So be intentional and protective about that. Um And during that time, I'll take out my computer and I'll like plan out my week. I use like a little Google calendar for you. You might use like a little pen and paper, whatever it is. And I legit like put everything on the calendar. I reach out to friends then, schedule plans. Sometimes it's two weeks out. Sometimes it's three weeks out. But I plan everything well in advance and that is really helpful. And then the second key to that is I really try to stick with it. We probably all know the girl who like – It's really bad at sticking with their plans. And you know what happens is if you cancel a plan, then you have to reschedule a plan and then everything gets piled up and maybe that's you and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, life gets really overwhelming because of that. And I just really want to encourage you to stick with it as best as you can and see how the Lord moves through that too. Yeah, and there's probably so many other rhythms. Mac, do you have any other like weekly rhythms that keep you on task?
1: Oh, yeah, I feel like I feel like you'll hear me say a lot, this balance of discipline, I talked about it before, discipline for you is going to look so different than discipline for other people And so I think in just the ways that you can be disciplined about, okay, I want to plan for this and this and this and this. It's also really good to be disciplined about planning for space when you aren't saying yes to a million things. And I think that that's one of like the best tricks for me when I think about when it comes to being disciplined. If I want to be disciplined in every area of my life, then the thing that honestly I have to be the most disciplined about is setting myself up for success by giving myself space to rest essentially. And so so there have been so many seasons of life where I have planned something for 15 weekends in a row. And about six weekends in, I'm like, I am exhausted. (laughs) And everything in my life is slightly crumbling because I am literally just making it from one thing to the next. And so I think if discipline is something that you're really wanting to grow on just as much as doing all the things, you also need to set yourself up for success by disciplining yourself to Always save time and save space for you to rest in whatever that needs to look like for you. And so for me, it's if I look at our calendar and I'm like, we have something every single weekend, then I know that, you know, in the months ahead Mm -hmm. of those, I need to create more margin in our calendars for the for like the weekends. If it's during the week and I'm looking at and I'm like, we have something every single night this week. I know that I messed up and I should leave at least one night a week where we don't have plans and we're able to just rest and be together. And that is just something for me, I think, that I try to be disciplined about because when I do that... Sometimes it can feel selfish, but when I do that, I really do believe that that allows me to be disciplined in every other area of my life. It is when I'm exhausted from going, going, going that the things that I'm usually very good about being disciplined about tend to fall to the wayside. So I think that's one for me that is really important too. Yep.
0: Planning and being intentional about rest and downtime is so huge. I think for me, I'm always intentional actually about planning moments of fun. This is probably, I hate to say it, but the Enneagram, if you know of the Enneagram, Seven in Me. Uh, if I go like weeks on weeks just working and life feels boring, I get drained and want to quit. And so even for you, maybe too, it's like looking at your weeks and yeah. be like, oh my gosh, I feel like my whole life has been my work and striving for things or maybe leading things and pouring out. And maybe for you, you need to like, Take a day or take a night of the week coming up and plan for that. Plan something fun, something life-giving, or maybe a little weekend away, whatever you can. But integrating balance between rest, fun, work, (laughs) all the things, like even in really busy seasons, like truthfully, in a season like right now that's like probably one of the busiest I've been in, like I still make time for rest and I still make time for for fun because – I'm planning it ahead of time and I'm seeing the big picture. And then the very last thing that actually we want to talk about in general on this podcast is knowing the end goal. This is so, so huge for me because sometimes in seasons, and I think same for Mac and same in ministry for us as a whole, like knowing the end goal, I think so, you know, it's like the hamster on a wheel. Like you can't just be like, is that the, I don't, I'm the worst (laughs) analogy. So the hamster's (laughs) just going 24 seven on that little wheel with no purpose or no finish line in sight. It's going to get really exhausting and it's going to get really frustrating and they're just going to want to throw in the towel. And so um, you know, in this season right now, I'm looking at September, being like, okay, that is my end goal. That's when this house is done. That's when this baby's due, and that is when I call it quits for a second. And <laughs> same thing goes with even Mac and I within ministry. Like we always plan things well in advance and have finish lines. So we have push seasons and then we have rest seasons, and it ebbs and flows like that. Yeah. So, but I think it's really important for anybody listening. I think a lot of times, especially in our younger years and in new seasons, we don't stop to think about the end goal or what this is all, all this hard work is adding up to. And so if that's you, I'd really encourage you to just create some more vision and do this with Jesus, like sit with Jesus or or take a a season or a weekend to be like, okay, like, sure, I might be going fast right now, but what is it for? Where is this headed? And what is the purpose and all that? And then is it worth it? And weigh that out. Like is am I doing this for nothing or am I doing this for like a purpose that's really life giving, giving to others and life-giving to a marriage or your family or whatever it might be. Because the last thing you want to do is just get caught in something that's just going to last forever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think about it like it's almost like an arrow. In order to like launch beautiful things in your life, launch things that are going to be really meaningful, in order to like send things out from your life, there, if you think about an arrow being pulled back, like there has to be that pullback season where like you kind of put the pedal to the metal and you have to kind of put your head down and just do the things that are hard. And when an arrow is being pulled back, that's where there's the most tension. Like right before the launch, there is the most tension. And I think that's so true of our lives. Like there's so many seasons where I look back on and right before something amazing and beautiful happened there was often seasons where things felt hard and difficult and just because something's difficult doesn't mean that god is not in it and god is not with you in it and if you can round that corner like we said into discipline then delight is out ahead of you And I think that's just like a really beautiful image that in order for things to be launched in your life, there is that pullback season where you feel the pressure, you feel that tension, but right as soon as there's that, there's that release, something is launched in your life that is just so, so satisfying and so full of purpose and so full of goodness. And so I think that there's such a gift and there's such beauty and discipline if we can keep our eyes on what really matters. Like you said, Ken, it's like we're doing this yeah. because you know you're you're doing this right now in your season of life, so that like you can focus fully on being a new mom, and that matters so much. And maybe you're feeling the tension of that right now, but how that's setting you up for success for when September comes so that you can put all your energy and attention into this new season of life is gonna be so beautiful and so exciting to live into. And so I yeah. think that that's the beauty of discipline, that discipline sets us up for delight in the future. And so yeah. it's not just discipline to be miserable. It's actually <laughs> setting us up for some crazy, beautiful things in the future where we can just experience new intimacy with God, new, amazing, beautiful things with the Lord. And I just think discipline allows us to rely on a, to rely on God in ways that, you know, if we could just do it ourselves without discipline, then... Sure. We don't even need him, but it allowed us to like really intimately rely on him in, in seasons that feel tough.
0: Yes, absolutely. So good. When Mac and I lived in the same city, we used to have these celebratory moments at the end of hard seasons where we would literally go. We, act- we love the carrot cake at Jay Alexander's, if you've <laughs> ever been. It's freaking bomb. I need to go. I forgot. One of these days soon. that we used to go whenever we finished something big and we would just like talk about it over carrot cake and it was something to look forward to in a celebratory moment. And so maybe you need to plan something for yourself in that way that makes it fun and special. So hopefully you got some good things out of this, whether that has to do with your time with Jesus and creating better rhythms around that or balancing everything you've got going in your life. Ultimately, you want to do that with joy, in delight. And I really think that everybody is so capable of this. I'm excited to see the fruit that comes as you dive in a little bit deeper, organize things, and learn to balance it all. We are so honored and privileged that you would even take our advice or listen to us. As we were planning this, we were like, oh my gosh, what do we have to share? We're a hot mess sometimes. <laughs> so hopefully you got a little bit of something out of ours our lives here thank you so much for listening to today's episode we will be back next week so stay tuned we got a lot of good things up our sleeves and we're excited to share